And we're back. Hey, what's poppin'? It's your boys. It's the goons. You know the vibes. Your boys. And we out here. Yeah, we fucking toasted. And we're not toasted. We're not. We're really not. We are as sober as we can possibly be. Can't vouch for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tyreen. It sounds like Byreen. You know, I'm going to go ahead and go in this thing. And I sound like a siren. And I got multiple analyses. I go by Tiger Dunkirk, the Lava Lord, Little T, Young Dorito Dip, Cooling in the Cool Ranch Doritos. And I'm just here. I'm an artist. I do a lot of things, uh, but mainly I am an actor. Uh, it wasn't until recently, because of Corona and the pandemic, I've been forced into realizing that I can do a lot of things within with inside this industry. Um, as far as writing, as far as direction, as far as you know, just picking up an iPhone and recording things and mm-hmm. editing it in my iPad. Um, I'm a self-starter, I'm motivated, and I'm here to inspire and to help any young black youth out there, uh, as well as everybody who is marginalized and trying to find their voice in a, um, amongst a group of people who don't fully accept them for who they are because they don't quite fit in. And hopefully I can help you find that puzzle, puzzle piece that you fit right into, um, but that's me. I'm here, and uh, I'm ten toes down for any kind of discourse that happens uh, racially or injustice wise. Um, you up in here supporting Trump? I'm a beach ass. <laughs> I'm trying to stay alive and survive and stay on top of this pandemic because uh, I'm not gonna let Rona kill me today or any other day. No, you, you have beaten all intros. You have the best intro ever. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Hey, snaps in the chat. Man, snaps in the chat. <laughs> Just for y'all. ASMR. ASMR, little ASMR. Oh, man. Man, all right. I guess I can go next. Uh, My name is Keedron, but my last name is Wade, so I normally go by Wade, so... That's me. Um, really cool guy. We're here to make some content and do some good things. Facts. All um, really great things. Facts. Big facts. This Kedron, y'all. This Kedron. Big facts. Kedron. Y'all don't know, but we know that you know that y'all don't know yet, but y'all gonna know. One day. <laughs> one Into camera two. One day. One day. Oh, one day. <laughs> Dude, that song. <laughs> that the one a day the medicine commercial. Yeah, bro. Yeah. One day <laughs> she's like on a bike. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking candidly. One day, y'all, I'm gonna beat whatever I'm beating. <laughs> and that's um beats. Uh, <laughs> my name is Muhammad Kairisman. Uh, some people may also know me as Muhammad Yunus. Wait, 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 wait. Can you spell that? <laughs> Bro, I hit you with the K-H-E-R-I-S-M-A-N. Kyrisman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, funny story. Kyrisman's not a real last name. Uh, in Indonesia, where I'm from, you don't have to have your parents' last name. So my parents just decided... To combine their first names, Khairani and Adrisman, and made Khairisman. Bro. Wow. Bars. You learn something new every day. Bars. Y'all if were that, using the same last names? Wow. If that ain't the most Harkisha, wow. if that ain't the most Damante name across in Indonesia I have ever heard, 
Sharkeisha. So it's Represent. like, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Sharkeisha. Sharkeisha, no. Sharkeisha, no. Don't kick her. Don't kick her. Oh, my God. Let her know. Facts. But shout out, wherever Sharkeisha is, bro, a big shout out to you. Shout you out shaped, Sharkeisha. You, sh- you shaped how I, how I view how strong women are. Man. Just the overall, just Hercules strength. I didn't get on, right. fa- on Facebook until I met Sharkeisha, man. Until I met Sharkeisha, man. Out here. Slanging them slugs. And the fact that she's from Houston, dog. You know she's from Houston? <laughs> you know she's from Houston? That's how you know, bro. That's how you... Wow. Houston the most slept on. Yes, sir. Houston. And that's where we at. We in Houston flexes. And it ain't flexes. H-Town. It's H-Town. H-Town in your Fulfilling... What is it? Fulfilling your glory? Fulfilling, fulfilling my destiny. Fulfilling your destiny. <laughs> oh, sorry, that. Emojis. You rewrite. <laughs> that part, bro. Bro, this is a song. That's what about. I like about Texas. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Hey, just drop your Texas anthems." All right, y'all. So pretty much, uh, faces in its totality. Uh, faces is a talk show for people who don't know the answers yet. Mm-mm. This is a space for exploration, experimentation, and curiosity. We take the world as we are experiencing it and translate it. Through our lens. Long story short, perspective. perspective. <laughs> we also, um, we are also creating a platform for ourselves and for others oh, that are. Me. <laughs> yeah, so, I was like, hey, yo, it don't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that is in our, our artistic tornado, we we bring them in, we swirl them around, and we spit out content. Like. Point blank period. So if you want to go ahead and make content with us, go ahead and hit us in the DMs, whatever you got to do. But we are creating content for ourselves in a time where we feel marginalized, where we don't feel Man. accepted, where we Man. don't feel like we have the proper space Man. to go ahead and properly up, set bro. our content Hold down on a, on a nice Blazing. table Blazing. and not feel like it's going to topple over due to any kind of insecurities on their end Whoa. or anything else or any monetary. We got it on yeah. our on our own. You yeah, know what bro. I'm saying? We made it out the mud as Shia LaBeouf once said. Out the mud! In American out Honey. Hey, um, and straight up, like we believe that the creative rooms that exist right now aren't the creative rooms we want to be creating in. Uh, and as the world is restructuring itself, we hope Faces is a compass, first and foremost, for ourselves to hold ourselves accountable yeah. so that we're creating art, period. Like, period. Yeah. Like, creating art, period. And not just art, art that makes us, like, feel happy about what the things we do. Yo, mm. Not just, like, meaningless mm. art, but, no. like, stuff that has a purpose behind it. Everything's got a purpose and a meaning behind it. Exactly, bro. Like... This the shit that you do when you know what I'm saying you ain't got no time, but you do it because you love it. You do it because it's your passion. Make time. You do it because this is the vehicle to get you where you're trying to get to at the end of the day. Wherever it means. No monetary shit. If we're like mm-hmm, fulfillment with inside your heart. You know what I'm saying? Also ratatouille shit, bro. Also like, ratatouille. Ratatouille. Remy. Talk that Remy. His whole life, like just being a rat, you know what I'm saying? Just living by, getting scraps, eating food. But man, wanted to be an artist. Got that culinary feel. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wants to chase his own dream. So, first of all, I just want to, you know, uh, after we said our, you know, what we're about, can we do a homie check-in? Yeah. Can we just do a homie check-in really quick? Like, where's everybody in our, like, in our brains, first of all? Like, where's where's our brains at? (laughs) That is a freaking great question. Yeah, bro. Like, I feel like everything in my brain is being left, pulled left and right. 
different directions and like needed here, needed there. Mm. Got to use half of my brain for this, half of my brain for this. Got to use my hippocampus for this, and got to use my what is another part of the brain? Um, uh, the, uh, frontal the frontal lobe, cortex, occipital, abdominal. I'm using different parts of my brain every day, but you know, I feel like at the end of the day, it all becomes cohesive, mm. and it all comes together at the end of the day, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I am totally me, and I feel like I, every day I learn more about myself every day, and it's great. Mm. Bruh. So well <laughs> articulated. Let's go. All right. Probably the Prosecco talking. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Prosecco boys. Hey, Muhammad, what's good? Bro, man, honestly, like, I'm just really excited for this podcast, yo. Yeah. Like, I like me and T, we've known each other since we were like in fourth grade. Young Kedron, new homie. But now, but like, like his family, it's family. Like, fa- like there's people you meet that are on the same frequency as you. When you find those people, stick with those people. Mm-hmm. No matter what they yes. doing, just just lock in, lock in. Period. And straight up, I am, I'm doing good. Today has been a smooth day. Um... I am feeling rejuvenated. I feel like I'm the closest. I'm I'm closest back to whatever like the right lane is for me. I feel like I've strayed away for so many different reasons because yeah. the world, uh, uh, re- responsibilities, oh, opportunity, responsibilities. like just a bunch of things pulling me in different directions. And I feel like I took the time to untether myself and to like reconnect myself with myself yeah. and. Where I'm at right now is I'm in a place where I want to create art that I'm proud of. And I want to create art that I'm going to be proud of in 10 years, 15, mm-hmm. 20, 30, 50, like 60 years. Like whatever right. it is I'm creating right now, I want it so that 10 years from now when we rewatch this first Faces episode, we're like, bro, this is where it started. It's where it all began. You know what I mean? Like the before, before the hero becomes the hero when he's just like the goon. Yeah. Like you're only going up from here. It's like, that's the energy. And it's like. I believe I believe in self-fulfilling prophecies and I believe in manifesting things for yourself. And truthfully, I'm manifesting whatever it is that I want. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling good. And that's part of life. You don't know what it is until you get there. Once you get there, sweet and easy. Sheesh. It's game over. How Maybe are you putting put in the work to get there? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm doing great, honestly. Yeah, homie Man, I don't ever want to be... I don't want to be ever in a place where I'm just consistently saying that, oh, I'm good. I'm all right. No, bro. Like, I'm great. I'm living my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm here on this earth and realizing how much, like, intellectual equity I have with inside this here, like, intellectual equity. Wow. <laughs> he owes the masters to his masters. I mean, really, though, like. I want to write it down. Intellectual. Where's that? Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Bro, come on now. Like, it's just really realizing Very what perplexed. you bring to the table. Like, I, I just needed to sit down and realize, like, ever since I left the the community and space that I left, and now I'm in a new community, uh, in a whole di- different space, like, what have I learned extrapolated from that last community that can take here and help further anybody else's, like, career, anybody else's life. project, anybody mm. else's life, inspiration, yeah. things like that. Uh, and I'm just really making sure it's stapled and in the back of my mind and making sure that I don't forget Super that. Glued, stapled. Um, yes. Tacked. One of the main reoccurring things that I just keep on re- re- rehearing is just standing tall in whatever morals or whatever like things is important to you. Mm. So if, if, if it's like something that has to do with how you conduct in like social settings or like any other personal thing that's going on in your life that 
other people aren't necessarily on the wave of just making sure like you stand tall and whatever your beliefs are and being okay with not agreeing with everybody. That's okay. That you know what I'm saying? In discourse, yeah. is it discord or discourse? Discord. Discord. Discourse, discourse is conversation. And discord is like... It's like when there's conflict. Yeah. yeah. Like... what is that discord? Discord, discord. is co- like conflict. Yeah. And it's not being afraid of discord, I guess you could say. Not being... Not out- outwardly seeking discord, but mm. being comfortable in the face of some kind of conflict or any kind of confrontation that you feel that you need to be a part of to properly articulate what it is you've learned in your experience. And also keeping an open mind to what anybody else has experienced in their life and extrapolating some kind of important thought so you can like adopt that into your life and become a better man. So sort of like or a better woman. Uh, what or is it a better called? Thing. Cognitive dissonance. Mm. You ever heard that word before? No, I, mean, I have heard of it, but I've never gone. Basically, it's like training it. your mind to be one with your mind. So, like you had your mind is strong, mm-hmm. and you're not easily deterred by someone else's opinion, or you're not easily deterred by someone else's like what they're doing. You just focus on you and how you're going to get where you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, having that mental knowledge that you are what you are, mm-hmm. and you make you who you are. So, like. What everybody else does doesn't matter because you're you're, you're your own person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that 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 part. But it's also like it's like I feel like people are afraid to disagree, especially Mm -hmm. right now where we're in this like realm of like hyper mindfulness and people. I say realm of hyper mindfulness, like people of color haven't been being mindful and shit and code switching our whole lives. But I mean. Now that white people are now that white people are (laughs) but rewind, but it's like we're in this space of because there is this hyper mindfulness and restructuring and reshaping of like what our what our global moral compass is and reframing what is and isn't right, what is and isn't comfortable, what is and isn't like um, acceptable. Um, And we're in this space where we're being able to reshape and recreate this world. But then it's like, with this mindfulness comes fear and intimidation because people don't want to cause harm. And that's valid. That is a valid thing to do. That is great. Like, yes, please don't cause harm. (laughs) But then it's like, within artistic spaces, like, differing opinions is what creates more art. And so it's like, if you see something in a movie, right, if you see something in a movie, in a film, in, in in a song that you don't agree with, then it's like, Say it! Say it! Say it. That's the one someone's gonna learn or like better themselves is to get constructive right. criticism. Big. It's always good if it's constructive. If it's not constructive, we don't want to hear it, you know? Oh, no. Not by any means. Yeah, I just brush it off. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, okay, everybody. I, we're going on a guideline right now. Shit that we want to talk about is hella sad right now. It's so hella kinda, sad! Hey, it's tough out here, you it's, know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers out here getting buried with snipers on top of buildings because of police brutality, and it's like, hold up, let's take a step back and talk about Trump has COVID. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> or has, has. But to him, he said he's feels better than he's ever had in 20 years. I don't know, bro. Send a video. I need I need a self-tape. I need this man to do a whole ass monologue. Like, <laughs> like if you good, I and need to say, see He it. said he's not going to do the debate if it's if it's virtual. He's not, he's not going to be there. He said it's, not, it's a waste of his time. It's a waste of his time. time. Your presidency is on the line right you now. You are the Your president. He was a waste of our time. <laughs> Simply. <laughs> and I don't know how. Period. Hey, you know what I'm saying? 
You know what I'm saying? If you watch this show, you got to be on a wave. You got to be like, you got to be paying attention. You got to be paying attention. You got to be woke. And More you than can't be blind. You can't be ignorant. Because this motherfucker, mm, mm, ooh, my bad. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> we'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out in post. I don't know. We're trying to make this as like accessible as possible. Gotta get monetized, man. Gotta get monetized now. I really don't know where Trump could have been when he got COVID. Like. Was he? He was dog. They, do they don't wear masks. Getting some his Carl whole Jones? cabinet, his whole all his people that work for him, they think masks are like the most irreverent thing ever. Oh, it's like it's like when 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 we found out Trump had COVID and then everyone else had COVID. I don't. I won't believe. I won't believe. <laughs> I was just like, for real until he dies. I, I really went gas. So I was like, damn, that's crazy. No way. What? Nah, y'all got me messed mm. up. I don't. I don't think he has COVID though. I think this is an extreme market employee for his like debate. I feel like the presidency has been a marketing ploy for his life, bro. Man, I hope he do got. To COVID, be honest, bro. I would so believe. I would, I'm honestly, pain. Would, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to sound bad. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to make this sound like I'm just wishing death upon his man. I don't wish death upon anybody. But I wouldn't believe. I don't believe Trump has COVID. I wouldn't believe it until he actually he actually like passed it. Drop your monologue. I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Because, like, I'm sorry for not taking COVID seriously enough. <laughs> man, this is actually a real thing. Like, yeah, real thing. Like, bro, this man literally, uh, I, I think it, it was a speech, like, confronting the fact that he did have COVID. And, like, after the speech, he said his whole spiel and, like, he had his mask on or whatever. But as soon as he went to his private jet, he, he took, took the mask off. Well, he literally saluted, turned around, around like, like, fuck America. <laughs> Like, I like that when you see that. We literally saw you take the mask off. Bro, we saw it. We saw it happen. But the thing is, like, we see everything happening. And we're just accepted. Like, he tried to hide his little his little ventilation behind the mask when he got on the plane one time. He had a little wrapped around his in his nose, right around his ears. But we still caught it. They got the pictures of it. Bruh. Man, this whole year has just been a, years, yeah. uh, just a wet Not loaf gonna lie. of bread. The first two months were actually pretty great. I was like, oh, 2020, by the get up here. As soon as March came, we literally went spring break, never came back. <laughs> never came back, we, though, really, we, though. We really never came back. I didn't even literally. experience spring break. I don't even know what happened during. Do you? What spring no, break? I was in New York City when the pandemic got serious. I was like, bro. I was in Cincinnati when the pandemic got serious, and I was at the airport looking at people with masks on. I was like, what is your problem? Why do you have a mask on? Do you have a disease? It, Are it you okay? Me, honestly, it took me a couple weeks to actually get on the mask. And I was, at first, I was like, I felt like I was like stupid wearing a mask out. But then people started actually wearing them, and then it shit got real. Then people started Bro. dropping like flies, and I was like, "Let me put this mask on my face real quick." All nah. I know was, all I know was that every everything got serious, and then me and my roommate was like, "Yo, let's go to the woods." <laughs> let's go to the woods. <laughs> We're like, "Let's go to the woods!" Let's like, go to the woods, <laughs> and it was just like a woods excavation. We came back March twenty second. First night of shutdown. Yeah. I kid you not. There wasn't one car out in these streets, kid. Kids, when you listening to this, when you listening to this in 2087, I want you to know Houston had no traffic. We actually had no traffic for just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit, bro. Those first couple weeks of COVID were like, we were stuck inside the house and couldn't leave. That was 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 kind of like, oh, snap. Like. Cause I'm a super, I'm super extra, I'm super extroverted, so I, I like people and interaction. So mm-hmm. like the first couple weeks, I was like, bro, I'm in this house with myself. <laughs> with what do myself. I do? <laughs> I'm tired of playing with myself. I'm disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Look at yourself in the mirror. No, I mean, uh, I literally, I think I looked just at my room. I looked 
at my room for 20 minutes. Man. And I was like, I live like this? Why? Like, Why am I living like this? Like, you, don't, you, don't, you don't understand until you say it. You fester in your own, excuse my language, ish. <laughs> you're yeah. just looking at it. You're just like, man. Damn, man. I really got to. We are here. 2020. Man. But did y'all have like did y'all did y'all have like any life changing moments? Though? Oh no, I did for sure. Like in, in those moments of yeah. solitude, anything you'd want to talk about? My whole thing is if you do not come out of twenty twenty with a whole new mindset, or come out even not even twenty twenty, if you come out of this COVID situation with a whole new mind, like a new drive, new mindset, like mm. want to go get something. Twenty twenty was a complete waste for you. I feel like twenty twenty was a wake up, waking up for everybody. Yeah, it's a wake up, slap in the face of all of us, not even people in America, it's the whole globe. It was just like, hey. Hmm. You need to sit down. I mean, really though, your life. really though, find some other things to do besides the things you normally do. Because that was my biggest problem. I couldn't like the things that I wanted to do. I couldn't do. Right. Couldn't go out. Couldn't do people. Couldn't like shoot. Couldn't edit. Couldn't, couldn't like shoot things because and make things because COVID and I need all my friends to be there with me. But we couldn't because you know six feet. Yeah. That's. I, I think the biggest thing that I learned is all the plans that you have for yourself in your mind. Like, oh, this is gonna work out, and then this is gonna work out, and then this is gonna work out. Never foreseen that something as globally as yeah. messed up as this would happen would happen. But it's just like I have this master plan put together for like after everything is done done school graduated done taken care of i'm going on to the next step let's go ahead and do that and then like the class for me bro it went boom it went boom (laughs) and then when all that stuff is erased what what is next yes what What are you left with what are you left with yourself and having to be adaptive and having to create on the fly so it's just like Having a backup plan, a really serious backup plan, like not backup plan, backup plan. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Having a backup plan. Hey, I'm black and I got a backup plan. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's on just, God. That's just this is how and things that's go. That's on melanin. Backup that's just plan. how things go. But serious, just having a really nice concrete um, plan, backup plan. plan, to be ahead, be ahead of the times. You know mm. what I'm saying? Just in case anything goes on, because nobody foreseen anything like this happening and completely. Flushing everybody's plans down the toilet. Just like trips overseas, out of the country, in different states. Experiences that people have been like Lost. taken from. You know what people I'm saying? People are it's grieving, yo. And it's like to be able to go to, and travel right now is such a huge risk. And it's like to go outside of your home right now is just like a no-no, man. Like don't even do that unless you really got to. Unless, you know, it's for your job or something like that. But regardless, I, I, I say all that to say this, bro. Just like make sure... You plan for something. Have plan imaginable happening. A through Z. Have plan A through Z is always. <laughs> and then like, and then and, and then the Muhammad point of view is like, don't plan. <laughs> don't plan. Instead, 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 learn to be more present with the things that are presently in oh, front I of you. That. Yeah. That. Because it's like on the same flip, I think about this, man, like I feel like I'm in church right you now. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything yeah. everything <laughs> I wanted to accomplish, I accomplished in 2019 in some way shape or form. Everything I wanted to accomplish artistically, I accomplished in 2019. And 2020 was supposed to be this big shift yeah. of me finally getting like big money contracts. I was yes. like the finances is lining up with the artistic world and vision, people funding me to create things. I said this is what I needed, this is what I worked for and COVID. <laughs> and from there, I was like, yo, 
I have not stopped and took a breath in four years. Honestly, I feel that. I have not breathed. Yeah. I have not exhaled in four years. And one of the most profound experiences I had during that first month of quarantine, that first quarantine, OG quarantine, OG. That, you know what I'm phase saying? One. <laughs> well, phase one <laughs> was Man. I listened to this playlist that I created for a homie. And it was just like good vibes, good energy in this playlist. And I'm both earphones in. It's about like 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm sitting outside my old apartment, like on this, uh, on the outside patio, like cheek on fence, looking at the empty world and listening to just the greatest, like artists of all time singing love songs to me. And I was like, to you. Legit, I was like Beyonce singing these Johns, Max singing these Johns, Frank Ocean singing. Uh, this is all for me right now. I got I got a world class tour in my ears, Literally. and and I took a second and I was just like, "Why don't I do this more?" Yeah, and I'm that. crying, I'm crying. It's seven o'clock hits, like the first walk dog walker, like the first dog walker I ever seen in like however long came out. And, and I see, like, the world wake up. I see the the tree go from, like, gray, like, black because it was dark to, like, green again because the sun was out. And I literally saw the world wake up. And I was like... Whew. I'm literally picturing that in my head. You know what I'm saying? Right like, Because it's, like, it's like, you don't... So much is happening in our world. And we get so much information without necessarily our permission. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, people that don't part. have a conscious that and mindful part. relationship with their social media. You know what I mean? With the internet. And and go. Me included. <laughs> you know? Enter me into that. Boom. And Hashtag me. Dude, me that too. was... That's important. Stay present in the things that is presently in front of you. Because the skills that you have crafted, your greatest artistic pieces still live inside you. Still. Right now. If you're listening to this and you're an artist and your whole world got destroyed, your shop just got burned down, uh, 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 freaking, you're getting evicted from your spot and you're just like, I feel like I made a mistake. Take a second for yourself and just remember why you're here. Get closer to your why and then expand from there, man. Do what you can, not what you can't. Because the world is in a global pandemic. So if anyone come at you sideways, tell them we're in a global pandemic. We sent you. Right now. Faces said we in a global pandemic. We sent you. <laughs> and Drops mic. You know what I'm saying? In event. Uh, and it's like, and it's no, it's not all cheerful. It's not all cheerful, uh, happy endings. However, that's life, man. Some of the greatest plays, movies, like pieces of visual art isn't people going about mundane parts of their lives. It's about people at the highest point of pressure in their life, highest moment of conflict, a, a moment of climax. Right now, y'all are in a moment, we are in a moment of high conflict. If with nothing else and with no one else, ourselves. Because we are now reintroducing ourselves to ourselves. Bro, it's... <laughs> Man, okay, you're, you're actually spitting some gym, like, like, I just... feel everything, like the whole thing about reinventing yourself and getting warm with yourself, I'm like, COVID made that happen for me. Dude. I never had a time to sit and like, excuse my cliche, smell the roses. Big, big. I never had a big. time to like, I'm always like, you want to do here, put me here, go there, this next, what's next, what's next, what's next. COVID like made me stop. And be like, you need to chill out. Like it, it was actually good on my body too, honestly. I feel Man. like I was. I feel like I, I, I 
been the most in tune with my body than I've ever been before. Because I've always been like, I wouldn't say tired, but I've always had like fatigue. But mm-hmm. now I have like more time and like space in my head to do things that I've never like really gotten to do before. Like, because we're having to seize the day nowadays. Yes, like we yes. have no choice but to get on our feet and make something make out of something nothing. Out of nothing, literally. Yeah, that shit's that it's really important. Corona. That stuff. <laughs> they found us. Come Sorry, us. y'all. Faces. Sometimes periodically you may hear cars, you may hear sirens. Bro, we you live hear... right next to a fire station. Yeah, like, <laughs> just put the address right here. Address. But if there's <laughs> ever if there's ever a fire here, bro, there will they will be here within seconds. Seconds. You know Maybe. what I'm saying? Like, seconds. I hope so. Dang, man. That was, that was They're good. like, which apartment number is it? Nah, they good. But on other news, um, aside from COVID, uh, I think the the second biggest threat that we have to look forward to in our lifetime right now are robots, right? <laughs> um, robots. That's a nice yeah. AI. A- AIs. Uh, <laughs> In Japan, there is a full-size Gundam, and if you don't know what a Gundam is, it's a fuck, it's a mech, a robot. Just that's a Gundam suit, Gundam suit. It's a war machine robot with <laughs> machine gun arms and Man. rocket launcher legs, <laughs> the extended legs. And granted, like this, this robot, it moves like really slow. But they sped up the like the video to where you can see it like move and stuff like that. But if they go ahead and put the time and effort to make this a real thing and it's put over. some weapons, it's, it will be game uh, over. It'll be game for anybody who doesn't have a robot. Watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> who isn't intrigued? Wait, wait in that anime. part. That part. <laughs> if you're not a weeb in 2020, you're losing right now. I got. I just got on a couple animes recently, like but within 2020. So I'm, I'm like a good seven, six months in the anime. So Bruh, come I feel on, like I'm, I know. I know what. It, I know. You know a little thing or two. I know a thing or two. Bruh, I went ahead and I, I gave this man a list. Bro, I literally, <laughs> I've literally been watching Hunter X Hunter for the past three days. Bro. Hey, fire, huh? What? I know. Stop. Oh my my main five list consists of Hunter X Hunter, Samurai Champloo, Afro Samurai, Demon Slayer, and Naruto. That's just my five. That's just my personal fave five. Wow. I would go. You. I would go Hunter X Hunter. Then I would go Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Seven Deadly Sins is pretty nice. Seven Deadly Sins is nice. Uh, Bleach, of course. I, I prefer Bleach over like Naruto. And I would probably throw in Dragon Ball Z because I, I would just... It's, a, it's a classic. Hey, man. Naturally, I go One Piece. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. One wait, Piece wait, 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 at wait, wait, the wait. top. Can I take... Can to I, can this I day. To this day. Like it's still going. I'm watching the anime man. for the first time. I, I grew yeah. up reading the manga. I'm watching the anime for the first time. And I'm like, I can't believe, like... This has been going for as long as I've been alive. Uh, one adult swim used to play the f- flip out of one piece, piece, man. One piece, that's all you need to know. One piece, I shield 21, uh, Gurren Logan, um, that's a brain fart, Demon Slayer. Demon okay, Slayer. Uh, you, put, you told me to watch yeah, that. Demon Slayer, it was just so visually enticing, man. Like, mainly because it's just really and truly an aesthetically pleasing the anime experience. Uh, I don't know what to describe it as, but it's just really like it's it. I don't, I don't. Every other anime has like its really good moments as far as like the food, like the scenic backgrounds. Especially, I remember specifically Magi. Um, Magi. They posted a <laughs> um, a sub fact, a sub 
episode or a sub-series of Magi called Sinbad on Netflix. And the, the beginning of the entire that. episode is really sad, really, like, oh. uh, tear-jerking <laughs> experience between his son, uh, between a son and a father about the son learning how to, like, accept humility and stuff like that. But just, like, them being on the shore and stuff like that and the water and the ships and just, like, the crying, like, oh, it's sobbing. all so beautiful. But Demon Slayer... It just puts it in this context of like oriental it's, paintings that you would normally see, like way back when. I'm talking about we're talking image massive, like, like ooh. really beautiful, <laughs> visually stunning fights, characters, Bruh. and just like the arts are crazy. Add that to my list, bro. Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer, the drip Demon alone, Slayer. the drip but alone. I digress. We're scared about robots. That's how they digress. They could uh, take over the world. There's Siri. There is. Alexa, she's listening right now. There's that dog. There's that dog that people found. Uh, you know, there's there's a robot dog that crypto that, the super that, dog. That people in like NYC. I want to say I don't know where Philadelphia, they Boston, like one of those uh, wet eastern spots. But there was just a robot dog walking around in the hood, like not like not like a gentrified hood, like hood hood, like and, so, and it was just like gentrification. <laughs> like people were just like. People were just like, yo, is that a robot? That is a robot. And we're talking about Black Mirror Robot. Like that metal, one. Metalhead episode. Um, I don't know what season, but Metalhead. Look up no, Metalhead. I, on no, Black do y'all really like get on Black, like watch Black Mirror? Yes. Bro. Yeah, okay, the episode with social media and the girl. Yeah. That one That's really the, took me over the edge. I was like, surreal, this is literally the direction we're going in. Episode 5, season 4. Metalhead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude. Not memorize every episode. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I was just like, I had to. I had to. We like, are afraid of robots, okay? I embrace robots. Yeah. Robots make my life easy. The thought of them, like, you know, turning on me doesn't sound too bad because, you know, Will Smith made that kind of, like, I am robot whole, you know, maybe, maybe like, I want a robot. I don't want a robot. Bro, I don't know, bro. But it would be an easy switch off. Like, if I had to flip it off like a switch. I don't want life to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrant, Tyrant Tyson, if there ain't pain, it ain't life. I mean, that's, that's where emotions come from. And that's one thing robots cannot conceive or what understand. Opens yet. up an access point. Yet, but like, if that is <laughs> your AI of, is getting smarter and smarter by the day. I don't give it. Talk about a lawnmower. You're going to be on Instagram scrolling through your page and you see it. a lawnmower. Dude. Like, what? I was literally just talking about lawnmower. Why do I see a lawnmower on my Instagram? I don't, bruh. If there ever came to a point to where we had to, like, you know, advance as human beings and adopt some robotic technology in our brains, I would not do that. Elon Musk putting the chips in our head. How y'all feel about that? I'm not. I, I'm not <laughs> bored. I can't. I can't. They would I, just have to simply kill me. <laughs> like, I that's can't. what they say. They, but that's, that's in the COVID. The COVID vaccine is like a chip. So if you get the COVID vaccine, it's like super early. Like right now, it's a little, like a little chip. Well, I guess I'm going to die then. <laughs> I mean, because uh, I'm not about to like be tracked in my every move and be turned into a robot. No. But like they say, they, say, they say it's controlled by a computer, but who is controlling the computer? It's too many. It's too many. It's too many. many. It's too many. Hey, if I can't eat it, I don't trust it. And that's just where we're at right now. I yeah. don't trust you as far as I can throw you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a chip in my body that I can't see. In your brain, of all things. I mean, put it in my arm, but that's in my Y'all brain. seen that Spongebob episode where Plankton took everyone under control with the chum bucket the buckets? Chips. Look, buck on the head, the buckets that's on the head. That's where, that's, I'm, I'm gonna be real, man. Like, I watched too many, maybe I watched too many Terminator. Maybe I should have started with, like, 
robots, the animated car, uh, like cartoon movie. But it's like I started with Terminator. That that was that was my baseline for like what advancement in technology and AI can do. Mm-hmm. Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, really though. Yeah, I like, like on the cusp of uh, a lot of bad things happening. What's that dude's name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> John Travolta. <laughs> Strong man. Random, but go watch Double Team with uh, Dennis Rodman and John Von. Really Claude good. Van Damme. Really um, <laughs> interesting. Dan it's Red just a Fox. '90s. It's a '90s movie. It's a '90s flick. Speaking of '90s, dog, y'all put me on mid '90s. Did not know Jonah Hill was coming that hard, bro. If you have not seen mid '90s. Brace yourself. There brace yourself. No, there is no dis- viewer's discretion. Content warning for There's the no '90s. But you know, if you if you really are into uh, maybe like triggering topics or like you not are you aren't offended by triggering topics, I would mm-hmm. I would strongly recommend Midnight. It's an accurate portrayal of Very like accurate. growing up during that time, and also just like growing from Jonah into, Hill's perspective, from Jonah, Jonah Hill's Hill. perspective, but also just like it's it, it seeps into like every guy's like perspective. Pers- Perception being at that age and like trying to get into a group that just seems like so like so cooler than you something that's so unattainable and then these guys are just like (laughs) he's 11 but yet he really relates to these people and it's crazy to see um, just the gradual like of him immersing himself in in that environment and how damaging it it goes into like his brother's relationship his mother's relationship Mm -hmm. It, it, it's really a, a fantastic movie. And relationship with himself, movies, man. Yeah. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Some of the, some of the most powerful some of the most powerful moments in the movie for me. I ain't gonna say no spoilers for y'all because I love y'all. Um, I kid you not. Were when he was just touching things like there. Small spoiler. It's at the very top. Like it's at the very. It's like the very top. But him going inside his like older brother's room and just touching all of like the Jordans, the cassettes, like. Like, like looking at all of the pop culture, like, iconic, yeah. like, material that the 90s, like, birthed, it was just, like, emotional for me, man. Like, I'm, I, I, like, curate nostalgia. I curate vintage clothing. And so, like, nostalgia is, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, my life. And, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's those small moments because it's, like, that's what 10-year-old was for me. It was, like, crazy going down. mid-90s. Dude, going downhill, downhill jamming. On freaking uh, bikes with no brakes, uh, getting my knee messed Man. up, um, and then do uh, not being able to go to Halloween because we're Muslims. So me and my brothers just putting on like like window shows from our house while people were trick or treating. It's just like it's there's these moments where it's calm, but then there's moments where like yo, you really got messed up because you were outside. The outside world will mess you up. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? You can consume too much of it. It it can do some good, but it also can mess you up if you're not leaning in the right direction. I think what mainly got me about that movie was just the relationship with his brother. And even like that first scene of like going into your brother's room, it's just like, that's where I got most of my inspiration from because there would be moments where me living in New Orleans, like earlier on, where all like everybody's there. My eldest brother, my middle brother, my middle sister, like everybody is there. They're going to school. I am home. And they're like, don't go in my, don't go in my room. Or like, I'll come home and like, I'll beat you up or something. But like, I'll beat you up. I'll, I'll put him off. 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 But I knew like, my brothers were that, like, um, uh, Wizard of Oz. It's something. I think it is. I think it's like the Wiz. The Wiz. The Wiz. Um, 
But my brother was always, my eldest brother was always that dude. He was like the except Rocky of the family. So he had all the J's, you know, the polos, <laughs> not the, the cool short. Like, I didn't first? know about GTA until like I went in my brother's room and found GTA and started playing GTA. And I was like, oh. PS2. And then like, he became a man. PS2. And then I became a madman. I'm just kidding. A madman. But um, yeah, man, that, that, that movie is hella special. Um, segueing, Instagram's 10-year anniversary happened recently. I just wanted to ask each and every single one of you that's on this couch. <laughs> About two of y'all. <laughs> what, was y'all's, spirit, spirit, spirit. what was y'all's first Instagram post? Bruh. Okay, so my Instagram is very... If you don't have my Instagram, my Instagram is right here. Follow me. Oh, it's okay, Dibs. Go. But, I'm... Man, uh, my... F- I, I feel like, because when I started Instagram, I was in high school. I know for a fact. Like, Instagram came out when I was, like, in 8th, 7th, or 8th grade. But I didn't really get into Instagram until I got to high school. I didn't really get into social media until I got to high school. That was kind of the person besides the point. But my first Instagram post, I think, was a book, to be honest. It was a book. Mm-hmm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm being really cliche. I think it was Twilight. It was the <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Twilight. It was the apple, the book with the apple. Bro, I ain't even going. And that was like 2001, 12, 11. Damn, my Instagram has come a long way since that apple. That was the apple. That was a fruit. To literally, that was the fruit that was planted. Okay, this post that I post recent, my most recent post, literally, the apple plant. Mine was the ice bucket challenge. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to make it. I didn't want to make it. My homie made it for me. And straight up, bro, shout out to James Brinkley. Yo. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all did it at the theater. Like, right? I did it. No, I, I did the Ice Bucket Challenge at his cribbo. Okay, yeah. Um, and that was my first post. I didn't even know, like, what the challenge was for. I just knew everyone was doing it. And I was like, ice? I'm chill with ice. Ice. And I am Muhammad dog. And I have been Muhammad dog since, te- since 10th grade, 11th grade, Muhammad. It's because the homie Hamza was Hammy Dog on Snapchat. And oh. I was like, let me be Moo Hammy Dog. I'm going to take that copyright. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pow! You know, I, I always get props. I always get props. I always get props. You gotta. Just now. <laughs> what, was, what, was, what, was your, what was your first post, T? I think my first post was a... Uh, it was a repost of a Smosh video. Let's and go. like, younger like me, I used to be on YouTube heavily. And Smosh was like the biggest... YouTube platform because not only did they post a lot of skits, but they're really ambitious in like putting their hands in towards everything. So I was like heavily influenced, but I never like acted on the influences. But there was this one post in particular where it was like single, ready to mingle, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a picture of like one of the dudes from Smosh in a firefighter uniform, and the other one in like a sheriff uniform, and like single to ready to mingle in the middle, and that was my very first post. Uh, and yeah, man, like, been lit ever since, bro. Honestly, I, I made another Instagram page because it got too crazy, you know what I'm saying? I got too, I got too got famous, too <laughs> got too, hey, deleted at got six. But the first Instagram, uh, six. Account <laughs> that I made, got too popular, bro. I gotta get out, I gotta get out. Too many people, 
the first Instagram uh, page that I made was Black Jesus Seven Seven Seven, and now I'm Hayabusa Yamaguchi. So it's just like the evolution. <laughs> you know what I mean? This Black, Black Jesus Seven Seven Seven, not Six Six Six, like, but level up. Not only seven, was I seven, heavily seven. heavily secure in my black state of being and being a dark in my in my effort. Mofo, but I was also heavily into Jesus at the time, so you know, seven 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 was like that number. You know what I'm saying? Four four four. I mean, that's more like angel. Is it? Yes. Oh, four, I thought four. seven was like seven is a lucky number. Four was like oh, I mean, it, it, four is means like right you're now. living, you're, you're living, you're doing things in the right direction, like you're going in the right direction. When you hey, see four four four, it means like you're doing something. Like that's a sign from like the angels and like the heavens I above. Seven was that like on the right path. Okay. Seven is lucky number. Seven's yeah, a lucky like number. Forty clover. But I, anyway, I, I won't knock you down because that's that's also a good thing, a good, yeah. a good thing to do. Because yeah. seven's great too. Seven's just as great as four. At least it's not six. But you know, you know what's what great, better than seven? Bro, but if it was six, six, six. Eight. Eight. Why? Because eight, 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 seven, eight, nine. Eight, 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 Let's roll into what we have on the artistic spectrum, uh, on the ex- artistic side of town. Uh, pretty much, what we have, first of all, is the evolution of music videos slash visuals. Um, have y'all noticed anything progressing during the pandemic that y'all would like to like that iPhone, talk about? That iPhone? The iPhone, which one? The new iPhone? The 11 Pro? Mm-hmm. Videos. A lot of people shoot videos on, that, on this new iPhone. Mm-hmm. Shot on iPhone. A lot of your favorite artists are shooting videos on their iPhone now. So, Beautiful. if that ain't telling you something, you don't need these fancy cameras. You don't. You don't need these uh, Nikons and no. Canons no. and Sonys. No. That little iPhone you got in your back pocket right now, I'm mm-hmm. sure 95% of the all viewers have right now. How about it? Lava Lord, bro. Right. Go watch it. All right. shot on iPhone. Right. All shot on iPhone, bro. You can get why? really creative. Get everything that you need as far as the shots, bro. Like, get you a nice little gorilla um, tripod that attaches itself to, like, trees and, like, poles and stuff like that. And get you some cool, obscure shots of anything, man. Like, get you said a gimbal really go in on your yeah, bro. iPhone function. And this is a commercial oh, for iPhones. Oh, <laughs> period. It's Spon- just like, sponsor us. Wait, wait. Sponsor us now. <laughs> <laughs> it just leads to the point that we said previously to this about becoming more creative during this pandemic and realizing what you have in your mind and living with yourself, but also what the fuck what, what this is. What's in front of you? Like seriously, if you sit down and like com- decompartmentalize everything that the iPhone has to offer you, it offers so much. But so do cool. not let it become your life. This is only a tool. Simply a hammer. <laughs> it to is simply enhance. a hammer. Yeah, to build your house. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I know for sure, like, as far as, like, the music video side of town, like, Savage, uh, what is this, Savage Mode 2 came out, bro? bro. 21, 21, comma, 21, Savage, 21, Savage, 21. 21? Not only was this one of the most anticipated mixtape mixtapes of all time because they went hard on Savage Mode 1, but they Morgan went ahead. Freeman. Morgan Freeman, the voice of God, He's, the voice of reason. And the voice of understanding. Bruh. And Morgan Freeman was such a G to go ahead and just like relate yeah, I like the to guy. the younger like voice of like being a boss and being a savage. Like 
truly being a savage and taking what's yours in life. Come on, now. Like, Morgan Freeman scoring and narrating on your album. Cinematic, bro. And it's staying on the uh, Billboard Top 150 right now. Like, it's it's up there. Like, it's staying, and it's going to stay there for a hot minute just based on, like, Come on. Like, I don't see any other artists do this but dark-skinned individuals. <laughs> I don't see anybody Make doing it this. Happen. Wait, 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 Making this stuff happen. Morgan Freeman. Dark. <laughs> 21 Savage. Dark. dark. Metro, Metro Boomin. Boomin. Dark. dark. Record label. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Ambiguous that. right now. But still. Oh, up in the, the air. In the face of it all, bruh, we got this. So it's like, I love to see this this evolution of music and like the integration of different people who aren't doing anything right now. Morgan Freeman, I'm pretty sure, is just chilling at home, plugging his toenails, like not doing anything but reading. Plugging his toenails. Plugging his toenails. I read the book about him. I eat the Bible. Bro, I feel like if I'm Morgan Freeman, I'm straight chilling right now. Big chilling. Wait, 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 wait. I did it all. if Morgan Freeman was your grandpa. Stop. Like Papa, read me a story. Just, I would imagine reading you a story every night. Papa, read me a story. Bro, I imagine him yelling at me now. I feel like his calm voice is a, it will make you cry in itself. So he'll be like, you know. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. It's just a, <laughs> very disappointed. What, 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 Papa? I mean, but honestly, years. it's like, but while, but on the topic of music, like for real, for real, I'm I, I've been so impressed by. It's not just a tape anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, it'll come with visual. Not just music videos. Like, visuals. Like, these are cinematic short pieces. It'll come with a short film. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 like... Beyonce's Black is King? Bro, it's a whole movie. Yeah. A whole, like, music video, like, musical experience. Cinematic. From beginning to end. And it ties back to, like, The Lion King. Entirely by Parkwood Entertainment. Come on now. Black owns. Masters on Masters. And you love to see it. <laughs> you just love to see stuff like that because you got to. You know what I'm saying? She had no choice but to go ahead and like present this for, for her culture. son. For the culture. So he can grow up and see yeah. this and have some empowerment about being who he is in the world. Yeah, I watched it and I was like, wow. This is I can movie. actually do these things. I can be what I want to be. That's crazy. Can't nobody tell me otherwise because you know why? Why? Because I said I can do it. If I said it, I meant it, and I ain't apologizing. No, ain't no, no. <laughs> and also, there was this like this point in the in in Black is King where I was just like, bro, we I'm really supported, not by I'm people here. just here in the U.S., but I have a whole continent <laughs> like at my like at my heels. Just like if anything go wrong, we here, we out, bro. <laughs> and just like fully established cities and villages and neighborhoods, bro. Like in Africa, I'm like, bro. If anything really go down here with Trump, <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad for y'all. And we get we send all the troops here. We got we got y'all. America you know never heard of it. You know what I mean? I'm from Indonesia, bro, representing Chimahi, bro. Mm-hmm. Dude, you know how big Asia is? Big huge. Big. The biggest. You're the big huge. <laughs> big boy. The big, the big, big bodies. Huge. Big no, literally, I, I, I can only think about Rich Brian's line, bro. You the king of your city, I'm a king of a continent. Like, wow. that's the energy. That's the energy, bro. They want you to be the king of your city. They don't want you to be the king of your Go continent. big. 
Go big. Go big, man. Go, go big. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? But um, aside you're the from... president of the whole world. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> president of the whole world. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Where did they go? Come back, come back, come back, come back. But if there was like a global like prime ambassador, like president, who would be the dude? It'd Obama. be a black woman, bro. <laughs> That's what it is. It should Obama. be a black woman. Obama. That's all Michelle Michelle. It should be Michelle Obama. Michelle, Michelle, Obama. Michelle Obama. leader of the free world. Turn up for the world. world. <laughs> Mm. Alright, so moving on, y'all. The, globe. the artistic world is afraid of accountability. Bro. Why? <laughs> Why? <Bro>! Why? <laughs> Don't even get me started on this one, No, man. okay, legit, this, this, uh, uh, we can expand to so many different parts, but I want to start with, like, the art, art world. Like, we talking, like, art curated, like, paintings. Um, there is a, uh, there is an artistic, uh, there's an art exhibit that is being postponed right now. Um, an artist named Philip Gustin, because... He depicts like these uh, paintings of KKK members. Whoa. You're like, of course, cancel it. But then you go in and look at the history. And the first time, the first time that he presented this um, in LA, his exhibit was destroyed by the Ku Klux Klan and by LAPD. So it's like, it's like the reason it's canceled, yes. KKK portrayals, but also is it because you don't want to do the work to educate the context of what Philip Gusset is creating? And so it's like across the board uh, within artist art spaces, within theater spaces, within movie spaces, within music spaces, within any realm of art that I am in contact with, I'm seeing more and more that people are being challenged to have a nuance. And personal relationship with accountability, bro. And honestly, like, I don't know. What do you think about this? I don't want to be the one promoting the guy that makes the KKK paintings. You know, it's like, of course. This I, was, I just had questions about the color scheme that he was just saying. Bro. I feel like it's the Here, same one up. monotone. It's the same. The green, the, the black, the mm-hmm. white, the red. The red is really heavy. I wonder why he chose that color scheme. Because every, every picture has the same, you know, color wave and the color palette. So I feel like that is a huge part that I will find, I probably want to do some more research on mm-hmm. and to get in his brain, like, why he chose those colors. I feel like the uh, the blood of anybody or anybody with the KKK who has deeply affected is on the hands of the KKK. And as you can see, the, the, the red is on the hands. his hands specifically. And him, like, portraying this reflection of the KKK towards himself. It's just like, you may not think that you're the problem, but then like at the same time, you sometimes perpetuate the problems that happen in the world by being silent or just, you know what I'm saying? Feeding into your privilege and not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It's like, it's very huge. And even in some of the workplaces that I step in, uh, aside from theater and just like part-time nine-to-five jobs, I know who I'm working for at the end of the day weren't at the George Floyd protests. In the city of Houston... Or anywhere backing Black Lives Matter or the sanctity of making sure humans stay alive by people who are supposed to be fundamentally protecting us. And if you are overlooking that, then you missed it. And I don't have nothing to say to you. Like, point blank, period. And that shit is, that stuff is sad. Uh, And I feel like what's going on in these paintings is very important to the bottom line of waking yourself up. 
to you letting this stuff like happen and not doing anything about it. You yourself could be a KKK member by just not posting any like, you know, awareness about anything that's happening in the world. Like that's oh, on man. you, yo. So I feel like what this man did was very important. And the fact that LAPD and the KKK work together, that the police department work together to and a radical racist organization work together to tear down KKK paintings. Why? Because they don't want it documented. They don't want it documented. Period. And that's being afraid of accountability. There are so many artistic fields I can draw from theater experience where people aren't okay with, uh, you know, people like me calling them on their bullsh- bull. Shit. On, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. I mean, yeah. break it down. Uh, yes, Maria. Yeah. And I, I try to tell them, they tokenize black and Muslim, Asian, okay. and Hispanic okay. people for their little films. Wait, but why are you being so angry, though? Like... I'm, I have a right to be angry. It's like, it's like we're I, not being represented. It's like it's like the content of where I'm you're going. Like, like, I don't like how you said that. I don't. I'm like, get out of here, bro. I'm getting, that's my pin. I left here my cookie. <laughs> I found it. The prodigal son. Oh my god! He's like, I was wondering why I wasn't writing down these ideas. Oh we still god. G2s around here. Sorry, you know what I'm saying. But um, yeah, I will say my first like theatrical slash artistic awakening <laughs> was from what we're watching like snippets of right now, Lim is Rob. And wow. seeing Hugh Jackman Yeah. Seeing Hugh Jackman go hard in this role, like really authentic, like seemed like method acting to me with singing and just like smooth with it. Not anything too musical, but Not it, it just either. did it for me as far as the emotional like depth that was there. And I'm like, why isn't this a black man in France stealing bread? Dude. Why isn't this a black fighting sheriff fighting for the loyalty of the police department and everything that he stands so hardly in? And it's just like, I want to see representation, not just for the, the, the sake of having a black person on camera who is light-skinned, but having a person who shares the same skin complexion as me, if not darker, because we're always used as the, the best friend the side character, the thug. or truly the token, or the thug, the thug. Dude, I was watching Back to the Future the other day, and I was like, oh, wow. "This is like Back to the Future, one of the movies that made me want to create movies, right?" And I watched this back when I was a kid. I'm watching this again. The first, the first moment, like a person of Middle Eastern Muslim descent is Libyan terrorist. Oh, Libyan nationals, and I was like. What? Back to the future? No, not Back to the Future. And then I saw it all. Once mm-hmm. your third eye open, it's like third eye. Yeah, it's like bro. you're playing games, but it's for real. Like once, once me and T uh, during the George Floyd protests and everything that was going down, one of our homies got arrested. Um, and we went that next morning to the Harris County uh, Jail to uh, bail her out. And straight Shout up. Shout out to you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Um, Shout out. I don't want to drop no names because I don't know how privacy works. But basically, a homie got arrested. Um, Not the legal matter. You know what I mean? He's like, they're like, I can't believe you said my name. That's my information. And I was like, I don't. I, I just. But, um, but I kid you not. All of the stuff that went down, like like the George Floyd protest, the Breonna Taylor freaking like Houston protest trap, like craziness. And then homie get arrested. We're all there at the 
a Harris County jail. And from the second, I'm there in my pajamas. I'm in there in my pajamas. I woke up, rolled out of bed, went straight there. I'm in my pajamas. From the second I walk into the damn precinct, I'm just being harassed. Mm -hmm. And I'm not being quiet. I am a classically trained Shakespearean actor. You are not going to quiet me down. Period. One. Two. Um... I was like, why are you harassing me right now? There is a whole line of people. Why are you only asking me questions? I already told you. I'm here to check uh, my friend. They're telling me this is where we pay the bail. I'm paying the bail. Like, I'm confused. What is the issue? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Tyron comes in uh, to roll me out. Um, and literally right before we leave, there's just like a water bottles like outside the door. Not inside the place, but in this like middle place. That's not outside or inside, but a middle place. And the in-between. It clearly is dropped down there. It was clearly given there to be donated to the people that got um, <clears throat> falsely freaking arrested. Which they weren't being given water on God. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe they had access to water fountains. But we're not getting into that. But this is the moment. This is the key moment when I realized... These motherfuckers really don't care about us. I pick up the water bottle and he says, yo, that's not for you. And I say, who is it for? You are not touching it. No one inside the jails are touching it clearly because it's here. No one is doing construction. It doesn't appear to belong to anyone. Why? And he just hit me with this. Go away. He just ushered in like shoo shoo. Like I was away. a dog. And after that, bro, it's small. It's small. Th and I've and I've had cops yell at my face before. I've had like I've had like way more extreme situations occur. But this was the thing. I was like, you don't view me as a human being. Like you do not view me as a human being. You view me as a threat. You view me as someone that is causing problems. You view me as no, less than lesser than you. Exactly. And and if you cannot look me in the eye, eye to eye, human to human, and recognize I'm a human being. We cannot have a conversation about inclusivity, diversity. Like, we cannot have that conversation. Like, where is the justice, bro? There's no healing. And and I'm just like, after that, I don't even know how this the, the topic got into this. But it's like, after that, I realized that it's like, it's not just like the system and the institution of police. It's the police inside your brain. Mm -hmm. It's the cop in your head. It's the people... It's what our society has crafted us to believe is right and wrong, good and bad people. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I'm trying to deconstruct my mindset away from that in everything that I do, including my art, man. Like, cause I'm like, why do I hate my art? Because the world didn't teach me how to love it. Facts. Exactly. Wait, how do you feel about this kind of stuff, man? Yeah. Wait, I just got so I was so into investing. Bro, sorry, I, we, I, that, that was like a it was a so crazy. We we what, what segment are we on now? Where, where Yo, we, we just talking about just damn. We're talking about <laughs> some real, just some real experiences with like the law enforcement or just like the art world and being afraid of accountability. I and don't want to say. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah, but it, we just have to keep saying it until we pass out. Eventually, like that's the only way they're gonna hear this. We all just like we just need to continue to say it. No matter how many times we think it's just like we feel like it's meaningless, or mm -hmm. we feel like it's just like not gonna be heard. We're not gonna be heard. Somebody's listening. Yeah, and Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm -mm. I'd say it's gonna be fixed in a matter of five, ten, fifteen years. But give it goddamn generation. Our generation has to be the ones. The ones. Like we we are slowly getting that old head. 
baby boomer, you know, mentality out of the, mm. out of the way. I don't know, but it's like, but it, there are also those those that grew up that within that. Yes, you know? so it's like can. the appropriation of it all. Like, not even just like, and so much influence, like you said, so much influence. Yeah, so much influence in our culture. Like, we are the heartbeat for most of the like the things the that, world. You know. <laughs> You know, circulate things, as far as like cultural things. like yeah. jargon, as far as like talking, how people do, mm. as far as if the you go content. on TikTok and they adopt the black scent and people don't pay homage Ebonics. to where it comes from. Yeah, I don't have a problem if, if that's where you come from and you've been around black people all your life. You may have a black family member or anything like that, but it's just like the respect. You give respect where it's due, simply. Broadway Black, bro, an organization of like all uh, all black Broadway musical performers put on the Antonios, which is the uh, uh it's like it's it's the all black all black musical theater award show all through Zoom and it was the first time I saw something edited, mixed and mastered. They they're doing choreographies. Um, they're doing check-ins and check-outs at the top and bottom. They're doing uh, they're doing fluid uh, 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 flu. Uh, they're doing uh, 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 movement pieces, movement pieces like it was the black experience. The, the monologue medleys. You ain't never heard of a monologue medley. I'm gonna be real until y'all saw the Antonios, mm-hmm. and now you're just gonna see monologue medleys randomly. Mm-hmm. And it's like it amidst everything black people create, and it's like I I don't under I don't how does it make you lesser? To show love to the people you are gaining things from. It's based on a, like, uh, a point of survival. I think the main person that I extrapolate being like the nucleus of black <laughs> entertainment the is nucleus. Kiki Palmer. Duh. Bro! Homegirl is an actor, singer, producer, MC, like MC, I love you, like Kiki! Instagram, like host. live host, like book content, reader, like everything. everything. And she keeps it real. <laughs> and she has really no real. choice but to do this based on how dark she is. She did a damn. People discredit damn True Jackson VP, but it was one of the best Man, Nickelodeon TV shows oh, ever, yeah. ever. And I'm just like representation at its finest, and you have to do all of that just to be seen, just to be heard. The Antonio Awards is another example of that. Simply, you have us doing every fucking thing, everything, everything, and yet, like, I have to literally fucking grab you by the hair just to sit down and watch this to pay respect, and you can't do it because of your guilt. Get out of your way. Get out of your way. Simply get out of your way. There is no time for that. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to become better human beings so we can create a better life for our children. Simply. Or in my case, my pugs. Because I don't (laughs) want to have children. I want to have pugs. I don't know where the world's going to be. I don't know if we're going to be here, but I want to have my pugs. (laughs) Um, the pugs. I I love my pugs. I respect it. I mean, honestly, though. Honestly, though, what you about to say, Mohammed? What's going on in your mind? What you percolating on? Honestly, like, okay, okay. I just gotta one time for the one time. Shout out to uh, Don Tolliver's Heaven or Hell for being my pandemic anthem. What was y'all's pandemic album anthem? My pandemic album. 
You know what I mean? Like the album that dropped during the pandemic that y'all just can't stop listening to because it was on repeat nonstop and no one told you to change it, so you just kept wow. on playing it. That was a good question. Hey, take a second. Heaven or Hell and Jack Boys. I don't know when. I don't know if the timeline okay. is correct, but those two specifically, it was just Jack like Boys. Yeah, it was a collection of work. I know. <laughs> collection of work. Body of work. I nice know body. you had it now. Nice body of work. <laughs> Bro, I will give it I'll that. go thanks. Um, I'll go sex. I'll go, I'll go next. You didn't say one right word. I don't know. I got sex. I got sex. sex. I got sex. Hey, bro, if you know me, I don't say words correctly. I just create my own language. What's come out? And Anyways, you know, comes out, out. So Muhammad already took my my the album that I had already listened to since the pandemic because we all went to the the woods and came from What's the up? woods listening my to Don Tolliver Heavy, Heaven or Hell. So, if I didn't choose Heaven or Hell, I would probably choose um, Triathlon's album. It's just like indie band. Uh, What is the name of this album? But look up Triathlon. It's this really cool indie outfit. We'll throw the album cover. It'll be in the back. There. And the album is called Online. And uh, it's got some pretty cool stuff in there, bro. If you get a chance to listen to it, listen to that. Um... And Triathlon, also Chaz, Chaz Bundick and the Madsons, too. Like, that whole Jazz album with Chaz Bundick Jazz. is fire. If you don't know who Chaz Bundick, you know who Toro Imoi is. And it's like, bro, yes. <laughs> like the soundscape, if I ever heard one, bro. Like, it's it. It's it. Um, I honestly haven't been listening to full albums, like full bodies of work. Because mm-hmm. I feel like artists have not really been coming out with the full bodies of work. They've been coming out with like little mm-hmm. gems here and there. Facts, facts. What's on repeat for you anyway, though? Honestly, what has been on repeat, I can't even give you like a repeat song. My, like, my, I like to change up my music so much. Because I feel like if I, I listen to the same playlist. Cause my, okay, so I have this. Uh, my friend, he shared this playlist with me recently. He has like, he's been building this playlist up since like high school. So he has like over 30 hours of music on it. So I literally hop on, and it's like all the music you could ever like think of. It's like uh, indie, pop, it's mm-hmm. like rap, yep. alternative. It's literally a mashup of a lot of things, and it's just like I haven't been listening to the same artists for like the past couple months because I've been literally been listening to this playlist with like artists, from, like underground artists, people you never heard of, and those are the best people, like people that are not mainstream. I feel like underground artists are the most like support your underground artists. Like if you know an artist. Oh, you know somebody that's on the come up? Bro. Support them because I feel like they have the most drive and the most like tenacity. They really do. I recently found out about this guy named Tizo Touchdown, bro. He go hard and he go hard in the paint. He's, and he's like touchdown, bro. Tizo so touchdown. good. Just this light skinned black guy that puts like nails in his hair and like has a rocker vibe about him. And like okay. if you follow his Instagram, Tizo Touchdown, bro, he's been putting out some bangers. He's been doing, like, this really cool, like, fan uh, experience where he'll, like, have fans send, like, letters to a P.O. box and he'll, like, pick through each and every one of them he thinks is, like, special and make a song out of the letter that they sent him. And, like, there's this one bomb song he made about, like, oh, I know your dad was a DJ, but, like, what are some of the influences that you found by yourself? <laughs> and it was just, like... Pops on the table, what? but he just goes in like with a whole rap song. I'm like, bro, Tizo is that dude. He's on a come up. Like, shout out to him, bro. Shout out to Tizo touchdown. Tizo touchdown. Bro, I don't know why, but coaches. If you're not on coaches, hop on coaches. Okay. 
You have good taste. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir, has great taste. Bro, like, I was like, I'm in Japan right now. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know how he did it, but I'm in Japan in a Lamborghini. Yeah. That every single time I listen to any coach's song, bro, like. You know who I really got into over the summer? Oh, over the summer. Over the COVID? Who? Over the COVID experience? <laughs> Billie Eilish. Whoa, okay. Break it down. Cause, <laughs> okay, because like, I'm not going to lie. I love so, Billie Eilish, but I, I, I haven't listened to a lot of her music. But everything yeah. I've heard from her, I'm like, this is gas. I got into, like, I literally saw a video. I was like, first of all, this face does not match the voice. Like, what? You're singing this? You? You? She looks nothing like her voice. So, like, when I when I saw her, I was like, okay, this is this Billie Eilish person I'm talking about. And then I heard the voice. I heard, specifically, Ocean Eyes. Floating, you're on a cloud. I am a cloud uh, now. So anything from her like, like recent album, mm-hmm. yes, like Zanny, Zanny, what, yeah. what else is it? Bad I guy. Yeah, I didn't get into Billie Eilish until I got into uh, Marie Antoinette. Okay, now we're and like talking. they decided to use like Billie Eilish's like some of Billie Eilish's songs just um, in the middle of transition for like movement mm-hmm. pieces. And of course, like, I would be the dance captain, like, movement captain for, like, most of the movement pieces. But, like, moving to Billie Eilish's songs. Fun. And then her her brother Phineas are just, like, they make the music on them. They make the music together. They make this, like, it's just golden. It's just, like, man. If y'all were in the OG Marie Antoinette show, it would have been a banger. But I'm sorry everything got washed away. Y'all are probably still doing it right now. But, like, if we had done everything that we were... <laughs> oh, bro. If we had done everything we had planned to do... Marie Antoinette would have been the show of the year, bro. Simply. Like, it was, like, fashion-infused. It was Billie Eilish-infused. It was Tyron Duncan-infused. Sure. A little bit of song slide. A little song of the door back there. Pick one, cool. Yeah. Bro, come on now. Like, I've never heard of, like, Billie Eilish being used in a fucking, like, production before. But if it was any production, I would pick that one for sure. Kind of a jump, but... Can we please talk about these vintage auctions, bro? What? So, if y'all don't know, first and foremost, go follow me on everything at Secondhand Scoops. That's my vintage store. I be pushing that gas. It's incredible. During the pandemic, um, dude in LA, his name, or West Coast, I'm not sure if he's, he's based in LA, Cali, California. Um, name is Chris Fernandez. He uh, owns a shop and a brand called 1980-something. Uh, 1980-something co. And he created this thing called the Virtual Flea. So basically on Instagram Live, people will be auctioning off like vintage pieces and people buy it. And he did this, I believe like March. He started like right when the pand- when, when the quarantine first started. And a couple months back, maybe like two months back. So like very, very recent. A tea sold for 6K. 6.1k 6k 6.1 is later 6.1 is later so 6 6.1 happened last week um 6 uh, of this recording so uh i believe september 26 2020 was 6.1k but 6k and after this the 6k this was the first time a t has ever sold for that high like on the vir- on any virtual auction um and it expanded the possibilities, the possibilities. But the bottom line was that, like, people were tripping out. They were like, yo, 6K for a T, like, that's kind of whack. That's kind of crazy. Like, mm-hmm. would y'all pay 6K for a T? Oh, no. I don't have 6K to give you, man. What, what do you mean? 
You know what I'm saying? I don't care how like in the, how far. It's just like it's a t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I want to be able to put something on my body that I can put on every other week, if you know not every week. I get out because I mess things up quite easily. Yeah, bro. And it's like at that point, you're paying for a six thousand dollar work of art. So go ahead and post it on your wall. Definitely. And leave it there. But at the same time, bro, I am not about to like pay six thousand dollars for a T-shirt unless that is something that is in my niche, as in my realm. You walk out the like, house, the wrong person that you have it on, snatched off. because oh. it's like going ahead and collecting like an Aquaman action figure or like a SpongeBob action figure from like one of the first like press releases of whatever the hell is going on in that realm. Um, but six thousand dollars for I gotta see this tee. <laughs> like oh. I gotta see what the hell it, it was like. like it was it was. It was like a 1992 mm-hmm. Aladdin genie, genie all over. And and I kid you not. So so when when you're speaking with people like that's not in the Vince community, like that is the natural response, right? You're like, yo, yeah, that's crazy. 6 h 4 t that's insane. That's stupid. But then it's like, for me, I think about this is a whole subculture, subcommunity of vintage curators, collectors, people that shop this. And within this space, there's this like mysterious collector. His name is Shirtcheck. He's the one that bought the 6KT. Shirtcheck has had the most notoriety in this space. And he lets her, and he only has like three freaking, three freaking posts. But it's like, I think about, I think about Jordans. I think about how sneakers went hype. I think about, I think about streetwear culture. Like, like the Air Mags when they finally came out was like a thousand, like past a thousand dollars. And it's just like, what this basically tells me is that like, money's not real. Value is what you put on it. If you care about something, it becomes valuable because you care about it. And if someone cares about something enough that it's worth 6K, it becomes 6K. That's crazy. And in this space, from this vintage realm, like within everything else that I do, I'm just like, that's how I should view my poems. That's how I should view like my videos, my edit, like, like everything that you do. Artists, everything that you put out, you should create the value of your art. Because I'm gonna be real, man, and I'm I'm saying this specifically to like young, energetic True. actors, creatives, anything, young creatives. The default is gonna be to fuck you over. You're your worst critic. Critic. So don't let so don't let what don't let the world don't let the world put value on the things that you create. You put the value for it. You know how many hours you put into it. You know what it means to you. You know why you created it. If you don't know why you created it, <laughs> you have a reason after it's created. And it's like, I don't know, man. I'm just like the Antonio's um, freaking, freaking um, these vintage auctions is everything that I'm experiencing within like my different niche realms of art is just teaching me that like, yo, I can't wait. I cannot wait until someone says I'm valuable. That part. Mm-hmm. Yes, someone sir. realizes your extreme talent. Yes, wow. sir. Bro. Man. It's just a matter of time. Dame time. Dame. The most clutchest moments of the of the game. The fourth quarter. Boom! Three Boom. seconds left. Step back jumper into the Step mix. Step back jumper into the... But then you see a basketball emerge out of thin air Oops. through a basketball hoop. <laughs> <laughs> and it went in before the buzzer. And now it's a tie. 
and now it's a tie in the series, and y'all gotta play again tomorrow. <laughs> and now y'all in triple overtime. <laughs> um, shout out to LeBron James, though. About to get his uh, ring for the LA Lakers. Shout out to my dude. And rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. A real one. Always encouraging people like myself, Muhammad and Wade here, to encompass and, 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 and engage in that Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality anything that you do. Bro. Anything that you do. Mamba mentality. I understand most of us work in a team setting. Team but if setting. at the very least, you got to make sure that your job is done, T's crossed, I's dotted, P's looped, P's looped, <laughs> loop the P's, looped the P's, loop on the P's, loop on the P's, because like at the, I mean, if you, if, if you in a game setting, you scoring 25 points per game, bro, you good. You know what I'm saying? You're not the problem. <laughs> it's the team around you, and it may be the coach, and it may be the organization. Or the air, because it's kind of polluted. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> hey, but at the same time, bro, keep on grinding. Keep on uh, being you. Keep on going 